0: Welcome. Grounded is a podcast by Inspiring Time for copy loving adventurous souls who expect to live their best life. I'm your host, Amber Card, and alongside my husband, Christopher, we will share how we handle high stress living with intention. Listen weekly as we dive into our military family lifestyle, where simple entertaining and hospitality, grilling out, gardening, marriage, and healthy living are a must. Expect a healthy dose of honesty, snarky comments, and lots of laughter. Now, on to the show. And we're back. And this week, Christopher is joining me. So welcome back, dear.
1: Hi, glad to be here.
0: This week, we're going to talk about for the love of food. Y'all, food is the way I show my love for life. We're not fancy chefs. We just want to bring lots of smiles, laughter, and fellowship to a space. Smoky meats, tasty appetizers, and signature drinks can't be beat. When the family comes to town, we like to do some things. So, Christopher, what are those things?
1: Well, usually we'll try to, you know, obviously see what's on sale, see what we can get a good deal on. But we like to get a good piece of meat, something fun to cook, and do a nice, long, slow cook have some fun sides, just something that you know you don't normally do on a day-to-day basis and definitely something that the family doesn't get. So last night, uh, we actually, my folks are in town, so we did a, a whole beef tenderloin. Now, this is something we found at Winn-Dixie in the cell paper uh, over the weekend.
0: And let me tell you, the man was laughing at me because I was looking through the cell paper.
1: <laughs> like, are you looking at cell papers? I yes, am looking I am. at the cell papers. Well, it, and it worked out good. So at the Winn-Dixie, they had the vacuum-sealed full loins that's normally like, you know, 13 or $14 a pound for, I think, seven ninety nine.
0: Something uh, like that. Yeah,
1: regardless, it was an excellent price. So we picked that up, and day, so that was for yesterday. So yesterday morning, we decided to brine it. We did our normal—
0: Non-fancy— know,
1: Yeah, not fancy at all. Just, you know, yay so much of kosher salt, some water, some uh, white distilled vinegar. And we let it brine for probably six or seven hours and then did a short smoke on it. Now with tenderloin, you got to be careful because there's not that fat vein. So you know it's going to be tender assuming you don't overcook it. But overcooking it is the big worry there. So we took it out of the brine. Put the rub on there, and we encrusted it with the rub. So hopefully, the brown sugar in the rub would kind of give us that nice crust that you know people tend to like on a good piece of meat.
0: Now, y'all, I tried to get fancy on them. I tried to go get the rosemary and the garlic and the kosher salt and the black pepper, and then really grind it in. You know, so you have that nice big layer. And he just said, "Nope."
1: Well, we did. We did make a rub and just you know push it in with the heel of the hand, but. The problem with that one was I was afraid that the rosemary could overpower the flavor of the meat because this is not something we've we've probably only done uh, beef tenderloin once or twice, and it was always a much smaller cut. So on such an expensive piece of meat, I didn't want to really experiment, especially with company in.
0: Pro tip number one, don't over-experiment with expensive cuts of meat.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, you know, we took it out, got it rubbed, got the big green egg set and we did about a two hour smoke at 200 degrees with the plate setter in Used some pecan wood for the smoke and it was fantastic now what i was shooting for was something on the medium rare side because we did the reverse sear so we got the griddle up to high which is I, actually i don't know what the temperature on it is but it's it's high and did the reverse sear 60 seconds uh, three and a half sides worth there pulled it off so that gave us most of the loin was a medium. Uh, one of the tips was more of a medium well, and the other tip kind of stayed in the medium range. But I wanted to err on the side of being underdone off the grill because I could always cut an individual steak and throw it back on and cook it if somebody wanted a little bit more. And that's you know kind of advice that we always give is you, you can always cook more, but you can't take it away. So it's kind of like in carpentry, you know, measure twice, cut once. In meat cooking, I'd much rather be slightly underdone. And that way, if somebody doesn't particularly care for that, you can throw it back out there and, you know, bring it up to speed, whatever they want.
0: And and the star of the show last night was absolutely supposed to be the beef tenderloin. I followed up suit with uh, some lovely fresh green beans. Okay, they weren't fresh. They were canned, but just right out of the garden. Sauteed those. I just made fresh sourdough bread so that had just came out of the oven and oh, then
1: and we did the uh, mushrooms and onions on the griddle as well so we had that as a topper did not end up with any all jus because there were so few drippings out of the tenderloin that pretty much as soon as it fell and hit the drip pan it evaporated so we didn't get to add that
0: uh, but you know what it was so tender it, you could cut it with a fork last night um
1: that's the way you want it.
0: Yep. Absolutely. We, we nailed that one. Uh, Christopher nailed that one. And I followed up with the uh, garden salad. That's what the meat eats. It's a salad. But I digress. Um, what else is something that we like to do that's pretty I'll simple, say we've done
1: that one. We've done the uh, full ribeye a couple times. Uh, another one that I think everybody likes is the smoked shrimp. So we like to go, again, you know, we'll search for the shrimp in the store, uh, find a good price, and just throw it in the freezer for later. And if we can't get the stuff that's already shelled, we'll do it ourselves. And for us, what we have found is um, thaw them out. Shell them if you need to, get the tails off, you know, come up with the mix that you want in there. Be careful with the salt, because you can easily oversalt seafood, as we found out the hard way. And I think we <laughs> even talked about that in an earlier podcast. But we set up our grilling basket in the egg. We put some tinfoil in the bottom. Uh before we found out that Junior had all the allergies, we used copious amounts of butter. So now we've got to use a little bit of mart. And I know people swear up and down it cooks the same. I just don't feel margarine melts and does everything the same, so we're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do there. But, but we've,
0: uh, we love avocado oil. Yeah,
1: avocado oil does a fantastic job. So we we'll use a little bit of um, the margarine and then some avocado oil, uh, put that in there, mix in the seasonings, and then set it out on the grill and let it go for you know 20 or 30 minutes. We try to use a uh, very flavorful wood, not a sharp one, because, again, the... Seafood really picks up that smoky sharpness. So you want something more mild, you know, pecan, apple, cherry, something along that.
0: All right, so there's our beef, our seafood, y'all. A few Christmases ago, Christopher, okay, when we lived in Abilene, Texas, um, we both got new vehicles at the exact same time, right before <laughs> Christmas,
1: Christmas of ten, yeah.
0: And the the going special, God bless them, was a. <laughs> A ham. A smoked ham. Well, you know, if you get one vehicle, that's fantastic. A lovely Christmas ham. If you get two cars, two hams is a lot of meat for two people. So,
1: And to make things worse, so I I was fixing to go to instructor school. So we had bought vehicles, gotten the hams, and like the next day had to drive to Little Rock. And, you know, we're sitting there in TLF and you know whatever we're like so what are we gonna do with you know this 40 pounds of ham that we have and so we ate on ham and then we went to visit amber's folks for christmas and we ate on ham we left ham with them and it magically reappeared (laughs) much later i I mean so anyhow the moral of that story is we got to where we just hated ham after that however
0: so a few a few years later um i think do like Christmas ham? I just do. Um, but we got a, I got a pre cooked. And Christopher looked at me when I brought it in the door. He was like, "Oh my gosh, ham!"
1: But was that at your parents or was that here? That was Warren Warner Robbins. Warner Robins. Yep. Okay.
0: Warner Robbins. And Christopher said, "Fine. Uh let's just warm it up. I'm going to put it out on the smoker. Let's let's zhuzh it up a bit."
1: Yeah, I mean, we it definitely. Was, yeah, we churched it up. So it I, was
0: a delicious ham. Now, granted, we, we trimmed
1: the skin off. We trimmed the fat off. Um, we put a. Nice rub on there with a good bit of dark brown and light brown sugar and a lot of salt. And it, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple hours later, I mean, it was... It was
0: spot on. I, it was good ham. Now, in our household, there we love, you know, the special occasions that come up, not just Christmas and Thanksgiving, but the kids are all about their birthdays. Uh, Christopher Jr. always asks for chicken cordon bleu. He wanted the blue chicken. That's what he said to me the very first year. He goes, Mommy, remember that time you made the blue chicken? And I looked at Christopher, and I was like, I don't know about blue chicken. What's he talking about?
1: He's like, "It was this a uh, Dr. Seuss book that we missed, <laughs> you know?
0: And he goes, no, the kind that has the cheese in it. And I was like, how do you even know about chicken cordon? Anyway, the kid loves chicken cordon bleu now. For this birthday, I'm not really sure what we're going to do since he can't have dairy. Um, but I'll figure out a substitution. Emma Catherine, she just loves herself a good old juicy hamburger. And Christopher Card can make a good hamburger. In fact, we have three versions of hamburgers.
1: Yeah. So we do just your normal hamburger. Actually, I guess it's really four, uh, well, unless you want to call it a normal hamburger, too. Um, so, you know, do it, you know, direct heat you know, high temperature, you know, whatever as you're used to. We've also done that just putting them in there and smoking them for a while and just having a nice smoked hamburger. We also have the stuffed hamburger that we like to do where if you make a fist and look down at it, you basically take a ball of meat about the size of your fist, make a hollow in it, you stuff it with whatever you want to, wrap it in bacon and sit it out there and smoke for, I think it's about an hour, hour and a half, we do that. We also do the ones where we put cheese inside them. Of course, we've had to kind of come back on that one because Junior's vegan, non-pea protein, magical cheese does not melt well in there. So we're still trying to figure that out.
0: You know, it, it melts better than we give it credit for, yeah, but true. it's in the middle of a of a meat burger. It's, it's a little wonky. Yeah. We're working on it.
1: So, it, you know, we just have to decide what style of hamburger we want. We're big fans.
0: Love that. Well, now Christopher Senior always goes back to porterhouses on his birthday, mm-hmm. though this year what did we do? We do Chewies for your birthday um, this year.
1: I think it, we might have because you know we were trying to support you know the little restaurants and uh, we were going out you know once a week and doing the curbside pickup. So we might have that. Might, I think that actually lined up with Chewy's this year or my birthday and um, our Chewy's day and
0: and the fact that uh, we couldn't find a porterhouse for less than $20. Well, yeah,
1: because, you know, I mean, all those meatpacking plants have, you know, been closed. So, you know, beef prices back in April were just absolutely ridiculous. So we, we pretty much went from, you know, probably having steak, if not once a week, you know, every 10 or 15 days to very rarely. So we're very excited when we find them, you know, under $10 a pound.
0: I think that kind of wraps up what we do for our family and then the kiddos and just celebrating life here. We have friends over, though. There are a few things that we've been – they know – our friends know that there's a good chance they're going to get when they come. And it's because it feeds the masses. You can usually throw it on the smoker and uh, leave it for a little while unattended.
1: Yeah, so, you know, burgers require a little more hands-on, so we do – do burgers and dogs and stuff like that from time to time. But uh, a lot of our friends are kind of, uh, they're used to getting, you know, smoked whole chicken or a pork butt. And those are two of our favorites, you know, just go buy a whole young chicken. Usually you can get them for about a $1.69, $1.79 a pound. You can throw two of them on there. Catch all the drippings, make some great gravy with it. Plus, you know, you get a good bit of meat out of it. Same thing with the pork butt. You know, throw a couple of pork butts on there, and then you can either pull it or slice pieces. I mean, those do great, especially when you've got, you know, 10 or 15 people. That It's always better to have more food than you need because nothing is more embarrassing than running out of the good stuff before everybody gets fed, you know.
0: I think there was only one time when we had miscalculated how many people were coming um, that we came close to that catastrophe, but I think we, it was a, it was a
1: yeah, narrowly kind of like missed ten, it. 10 extra people showed up and we were like, Oh, eh,
0: well, there were plenty of extra sides. Don't worry. So. Anyway, I think that's kind of where we are for the love of food. We love food. We love sharing food with other people. It really, um, that's kind of our, our language right there. All the different, different types of foods. Next week, we're going to talk about for the love of gardening, which is going to encompass quite a few things. Uh, plants that we like to bring from other places and keep planting in our gardens, actual vegetable gardens um, and even some potted things. So if you need some ideas for fall plantings or kind of a zhuzhing up the flower beds, join us next week and we'll see you then. How do you find us? Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast directory. I'll post notes on the blog, Inspiring Time, and you can find the link below. If you're on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave us a rating and review. We enjoy your feedback. Thanks for listening.